Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. When she discovered that the tahini sold in the United States was manufactured using modern machinery, Sally Shimko, an Israel native, was inspired to launch her own business. Shimko creates millstone grounded and sustainably sourced tahini, sugar-free halva, and she also has a supplement line. Joining me now from Miami, Florida is Sally Shimko, the CEO and founder of the Tahini Goddess. Welcome to the NutraCast, Sally. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. So Sally, tell me about tahini because I know it's comparable to peanut butter in Israel, but here in the U.S., not everyone is is all that aware of it. So what is tahini and what are some of its health benefits? It's so funny you said that because I always say like tahini is my Mediterranean peanut butter just because (laughs) growing up, you know, you would see tahini in the pantry the same way as you would see peanut butter in, in, you know, the American pantry. So um, to make it simple, tahini is really made out of sesame seeds. So you can call it sesame butter. And yeah, the beauty of sesame seeds, it's only sesame seeds. <laughs> that's in one word, that's tahini. So sesame seeds are really, they're magical to me. They have so many benefits, so many vitamins and minerals. They're amazing for your hair, your skin, brain development, nails, Uh, But most importantly, they are anti-inflammatory. I have to share with you that there's so many different, you know, types of seed and food in general out there that we are very well aware to so many of the health benefits. But there is such a big question that only popped into my head when I started manufacturing my own. Do we really get the benefits from the food that we buy and we eat? What is the process behind that product? With my tahini, I I found out that you can only keep the nutritional benefits of the sesame seed if you roast them on a very low temperature. So that was the key, that was the goal for me, that not only that we are all aware that seeds has so many amazing benefits for you, but do we actually get it if we go to the store and buy tahini, for example? Is, it, is the benefit still there? And I found out that no, because if you're not roasting them on a low temperature, then you're basically losing it to just to make it as a simple example for, you know, people that are not in the food industry will get it. If, for example, you cook broccoli, you know, and you cook it more than three minutes on a very high temperature of boiling water, you're basically killing all the nutrition of it. It's still okay. You know, you're still going to get fiber, but unfortunately you are going to lose all the vitamins and the minerals by overcooking your vegetables. So, you know, I found it very interesting when I um, got into that part of the health benefits. So yes, (laughs) that's about the health benefits. So you mentioned the manufacturing process. Uh, Yeah. Tell me about that and and sort of how the processing, the sourcing, supply chain, and all that stuff works for you. I, when I started getting into the tahini industry, the only reason I thought about it was through my followers. There was a necessity around me 
for a good tahini. I was, I advocate for tahini from day one in my wellness journey, way long before I even thought about manufacturing my own tahini. And, you know, in my head as a consumer, I thought, okay, they take a sesame seed, they ground it and they put it in a jar. Not complicated, right? So why is it so complicated to find a good one, to find one that tastes right? I couldn't really understand why. And the reality was that if you go to the store and buy a regular tahini, then my followers would always come back to me. They try my recipes and they would say the taste wasn't good. It was hard to work with tahini. It wasn't, uh, you're saying so many good things about it, but we can't really see it, understand it or feel it. And I always go back to visit in Israel. I was born and raised in Israel. So I go back to visit at least once a year in the summer. And that summer, I decided to get to the bottom of tahini. How do you make it? What's the process? What's the method? What's behind everything, you know, that says tahini? And I realized that unfortunately, even in Israel, most of the factories are modern factories where, you know, they take sesame seeds, they put it in one side of the machine, the machine is grounding it with the skin, with the peel on a very high heat because, you know, it's, it's a modern machine. That's the process. And in the end, you get, you know, ground, um, not like ground sesame seed, but it was ground by a machine. It wasn't ground by, uh, for example, we do millstone ground. So it's completely different. It's the old fashioned way. So when I started visiting the, the factories, I realized, okay, there is a modern way to do it in our days. And that's why most of the tahini on the shelves out there, if not almost all of them are very pasty. The, sometimes they're buttery and it all really depends on the type of the sesame seed which we source from the origin. Our sesame seeds are from Ethiopia, to be specific from Yumera in Ethiopia, because there is so many places in Ethiopia where you can get sesame seeds. You want to get the best one. Sourcing your ingredients from the origin is the key. So after sourcing it from the origin, we, in our factory in Israel, it's very much the old fashioned way of how you manufacture tahini. I am so proud of it. It took me a while to get there and to understand how we can make it happen, but we were doing it and we're doing millstone grounded and we roast the sesame seed on a very low heat to make sure we keep all the nutritional benefits that we spoke about, the anti-inflammatory purposes, skin, nails, brain development. It's, there's so many health benefits to those magical sesame seeds. We remove the sesame skin completely. And that's because of two reasons. One, we want to create texture that's going to be creamy and buttery and easy to use. But most importantly, if we go back to the benefit part, we want it to be very easy to digest. And so most of the tahini out there contain the sesame skin on top of it, simply because, you know, as a company, if we would do it with the skin, we will get so much more volume in our product and the cost will be probably less than a half. But, you know, then 
it would lose all the purpose of, of coming out with my own tahini and, you know, to make a different, a different, first of all, for me, with the way that people feel when they eat my tahini and, you know, and really to be transparent and show the process, the method, the ingredients to, to our clients. And, you know, behind my tahini, all the flavors that I came up with, this is me playing at home with my ingredients. I think, you know, there's so many beautiful ingredients you can add to your tahini and then you add more benefits to it, like green herbs, like garlic, you know, each one of those ingredients has so many different health benefits. So I thought to myself, you know, no one wants to do it himself. People want to get the jar and, and get the flavor on point, get the texture, the benefits, the, you know, the twist, the kick of flavor. So that's how I started coming up with the flavors along the way as well. So people will never get bored, but all our flavors, all the spices, everything that I'm using is sourced from the origin. Our Zatar blend is made in Israel. Everything is made in Israel beside the sesame seeds. And I am so proud of that because it's, it's really is the key for when you create your own product, whether if it's food, skincare, or any industry is really knowing your ingredients and sourcing them from their region. Yeah. So you said that you source your sesame seeds from Ethiopia? Correct. In East Africa. And then you manufacture them in Israel and then you sell your product in the United States. Correct. (laughs) It's a long way, right? Until the baby is born. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's quite a story right there. How did you forge relationships all the way in East Africa? Well, Israel has an amazing relationship with, with Ethiopia and we really support them by purchasing, you know, the sesame seed. It's actually a beautiful relationship that I grew up to. I, I always knew that Ethiopia is one of the biggest place in the world for sesame seeds. And listen, in Israel, we have incredible sesame seeds as well. But like I said before, it's, it's, it's knowing your ingredients, trying, experimenting, you know, feeling it. It's a lot of behind the scene, you know, work that we, we never get to really share. So it's really cool that you're asking about it. But yeah, this is not something that I discover myself. I followed, you know, my Israeli roots and, and saw, you know, where is the best, what is the best tahini made of, which, where is the best sesame seeds in the world? And I, I don't want to say it is the best because there is, you know, a few places in the world that you can source amazing sesame seeds. For me personally, it was the best. That's why I went with that. Mm-hmm. I, although I always constantly trying new ingredients and new product all the time, because the food industry is dynamic. It change every day. You know, there's every day, there is new stuff, new facts, new information. So you always want to keep yourself up to date and always want to experiment everything on yourself first. You have fun though, at the end of the day, you have fun kind of playing guinea pig in the kitchen, right? Because you've got so, so many different much, flavors. It's, yes, it's so much fun. You mentioned quite a few different flavors, most of them savory, but you also have some sweet flavors too, like chocolate. Correct. So I am a sweet lover, to be honest. I can, you know, eat sweet all day long. So I had to come up, you know, with sweet version of it. 
and the halva really halva is is basically tahini but in a sweet version of it so halva is more a cookie dough texture but it's sweet so normally to make a traditional halva you would take tiny bit of sesame and a lot of sugar okay so what I wanted to do, I was like, let's take a lot of sesame and tiny bit of a sweetener and see what happens. And we played with it and, and it came out great. Not, not, not everything, you know, happened right in the beginning. It was, uh, <laughs> it was fun and not fun as well. But, <laughs> in, um, you know, in the end, we came up with a great formula that, that it's the sugar-free halva. So it's zero gram sugar. And it's sweet, but it's not too sweet. And it, the texture is a cookie dog texture. And then we use all those different toppings that made out of real ingredients. So real unsweetened chocolate chip and raw ca- uh, pistachios and raw pecans, lemon zets, all kind of like amazing flavors. The chocolate tahini is made of sesame seed and unsweetened chocolate. We have a peanut butter tahini. We have the silan tahini, which is dates and tahini. So it's a sweet one as well. And really each one, each and every one of them is very versatile. You can dress up your veggies with it. You can marinate your protein and you can bake with it. The sky is the limit. Okay. So, Lots of applications there. And you mentioned you also do halva. So tahini and halva are both sesame seed based. Correct. Yes. So I, I know that President Biden, he signed legislation recently declaring sesame to be a, a major food allergen. So all products that use sesame seeds or items derived from them will have to be um, labeled starting, I think, in 2023. I'm curious, does this have much of an impact on your business? And, and are you prepared to accommodate this? I mean, I am very strict already with my product. We always say contain sesame, very clear to, you know, to make sure for God's sake, we avoid allergies. Whenever we get any allergy question, I always, my answer is always no. Don't try, don't use and don't, don't risk yourself. You know, it's never wor- worth the risk of anyone, period. I hope it's not going to affect us because I mean, listen, look with nut allergy, nut allergies is insane. I know I have two little kids, so I'm not allowed to send anything to school. And I think nut, nuts products are still amazing and will do so well in the food industry always. So I hope sesame will be the same. I am happy because I think sesame seed answer a lot of to a lot of needs of people that are allergic to nuts, but they can have seeds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's very exciting for me because I get so many messages from so many people that are allergic to almond butter and peanut butter, and they're using the tahini instead. And it's, it's great, you know, because it's a great substitute if you are allergic. Right. Yeah. And I don't think this should come to a surprise to many. I mean, the sesame being a major allergen has been on the federal docket, I think, since 2018. So I think as long as companies label it, it shouldn't be a big issue. And I know that sesame has been listed as a major allergen throughout Europe and the Middle East too, right? Yes. And you know what's funny that in in Israel, we introduced tahini to kids so early. And so maybe that's why we're not as allergic to it, you know, as mm-hmm. other, because in our culture, 
you get exposed to it very, very early. Same go with peanuts. We have a peanut snack for babies in Israel. It's like uh, cheese puffs or, you know, all of those baby puffs that we have in the U.S., but it's made of peanuts in Israel. Oh. And, and we give it to babies way before the timeline here that I followed with my kids, with my pediatrician. I wasn't allowed to have around them peanut butter or honey or anything until there were, I think, a year at least. And I, I, re I read a lot about nutrition. So sometimes allergy happens if you get exposed to the ingredients in a later time, you know, of your childhood versus like to an earlier, but listen, it's not a fact. So you never know. But in Israel, when we do the first testing, even smoothie and like puree vegetables, we always add raw tahini to it. So it's very funny that growing up, I never knew anyone allergic to sesame seeds, but I never knew anyone allergic to eggs either. And now half of the people that I know are allergic to eggs, sesame seeds, nuts, honey. So something is, uh, is must be going on. <laughs> right, right. It's interesting how it's so different in different parts of the world. So talk to me a little bit about your business because you recently launched, right? Yes, right before the pandemic, like a month or two before it started. Yes. Okay. So your business is a little over a year old, but you have been doing health and wellness for a while. You have a blog and I'm just curious, was it helpful to already have that audience that built an audience when you introduced the Tahini Goddess? I have to be honest with you and say that the Tahini Goddess wouldn't happen without my audience. The only reason I created it was because they asked for it. I thought about making my own tahini because of the DMs that I would get on my, on my Instagram and my emails. People would constantly ask me, make your tahini, make your food, bring it with you when you come back in the summer. So many kind of like comments like that that made me feel like I need to do something. And everything that happened was so naturally and organically that, you know, I feel like it was such a beautiful journey. I always knew that I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what. And as a full-time mom, I decided to put myself out there with my blog and see where is it going to take me. And I have to say that it really, it wasn't my idea as much as like my followers would kind of like plant it, you know, in me and made me feel like, okay, you need to do something. And then that summer, I decided to get into it and see, you know, and it took me a year almost to research and research and try and visit many, many factories and, you know, kind of like in a nutshell, what I spoke, what we spoke until now with like developing and, and ingredients. And yeah, and then I decided to give it a try and start, you know, and uh, I think that it was amazing that I already had the audience because not only they pushed me to do it, but they were also there to support me and give me a try. And yes, I, I couldn't do it without them. <laughs> 
it sounds like it was a very organic occurrence. Talk to me about branding and marketing. You have this traditional food from Israel, but anyone who has bought your tahini or your supplements know that you kind of have your own modern sort of Sally stamp that you put on it. I noticed on one of your tahinis, it says every day we drizzle in. Um, (laughs) One of your supplements is called gangster chick. And I definitely appreciate those things. Talk to me about how you incorporate pop culture into your business. You know, I think it's it's funny. I try to really stay very authentic and real, even if sometimes I feel so silly, you know, when I say my, you know, my stuff, because I always laugh with my audience that I have my own English and my own language, you know, <laughs> I, you know, because I, no matter how many years I'm going to be in the US, it's not my first language and I speak other languages. So it's always hard to translate your thoughts and more than your thoughts, your emotion. I am very emotional and sensitive and I love to share it. So I really like, it's just the real me. And I, I, I am a funny and silly person and I'm very consistent. So if I say something, you know, I'm very repetitive and I feel like, oh, okay. Like I, I see people start to repeat it. So they love it too. So you know, the everyday with drizzling, it's if uh, you ever see my stories, that's my followers, like literally would do the drizzle every day. And, and that's how it started, you know, and I, sometimes I would even put the song in the, the background, that funny song, like every day with shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I sing every day with drizzling. And, you know, it's like, it really is, like you said, it's so organic, it's like real life practice. And then, you know, you just, you share it. And then if, if you get support and love, then you're more confident of sharing more of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and really that's, that's how I roll. And, you know, it's it, sometimes it's scary. I'm not going to lie because I'm like, are they going to like me? Are they even going to understand me? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm happy that so far it, it works uh, for both sides. <laughs> yeah. So you clearly have a penchant for hip hop. And I'm wondering when you're out there, you know, playing around in the kitchen with recipes, is that what you listen to? I would listen to that. I would listen to Israeli music a lot because Israeli music is very, uh, also very dancey. I love music in French too. And you know what? I love, love, love also just instrumental music. So sometimes it could be very loud piano or violin. Like it really depends on my mood. But you can definitely see me dancing to some sound when I'm shooting, when I create the content, always. I even created an Israeli playlist that called the Tahini Goddess on Spotify because my followers would ask for the song in the background. <laughs> which is in Hebrew. So they don't have, they have no idea how to download it. So I created a fun playlist so they can listen to it when they do the recipes or when they, you know, cook in the kitchen. <laughs> you have thought about everything. And so in addition to your halva, your tahini, you also have two supplements, an electrolyte drink mix with fiber and also an inulin powder. How did you decide on those two ingredients? So I have to give a shout out to Ingrid Delamar Kenny. She is the founder of Gunster Chic Supplements. It's a female owned business located in Monaco. And I am her US distributor. 
And the reason I decided to carry those two products on my website is simply because I'm using them every single day. And I saw incredible results on my body. I tested, I test everything for at least a year before, you know, I take it to the next step. So I really was amazed by inulin for whoever that listen now and doesn't know what inulin is. It's made out of 100% Jerusalem artichoke. Same exact thing as I said about the tahini. It's very important to know where your inulin is coming from. It's much, much better to source inulin from Europe than from the US, for example. I did try all the inulin in the US and it was completely different. And that's why I decided to work with Gangster Chic and import their products to the US because it's already made from the best inulin and the other supplement is H2O inulin. It's electrolytes infused with inulin. So basically, long story short, when inulin does, it's made out of Jerusalem artichoke and it's e-digestible. So unlike a lot of other fibers that your body recognize when you eat it and say, okay, that's a fiber that goes, you know, there and eventually forgive my French number two. But then when you <laughs> take inulin, <laughs> it's e-digestible, which means without boring anyone of, you know, the science behind it. But when you're drinking it, we recommend to take it with tea, lemon water, coffee, any of your drinks, your body doesn't recognize it. So it goes to your gut. When your body doesn't know how to digest something, it is basically goes to your gut. And the beauty about it, it creates a gut bacteria because it's prebiotic. And it really helps you with really everything because I feel it in my gut and everything starts from the gut. It's not just, you know, out there for no reason. Those are, it really is, you can feel it in your gut. I am a true believer that everything starts with your gut, if it's your mood, cortisol level, digestive system, skin, hair, you know, brain function, everything. So really helping people get the prebiotic in their system. It's very, very important. And prebiotic, it's one of the only supplements that it's really hard to get from real food. Probiotic, for example, you can get from so many different types of food and eat it. I always say, if you can eat your supplements, it's always better. I would have never take supplements if I could have get it from fresh food. And same goes with the electrolytes. Electrolytes, you know, a lot of people doesn't know. They think you lose electrolytes only if you work out, only if you actually see yourself sweating. But one of the times of the day that we sweat the most is actually during nighttime when we sleep. And that's why sometimes people can wake up and they're so thirsty or they can wake up in the middle of the night and they feel so thirsty because we do sweat a lot during our sleep without even knowing. And unfortunately, when you're sweating, you don't know if you're sweating the toxins that you want to sweat or you're sweating your good sweat, which is the electrolytes. So you always want to bring back the electrolytes to your body. And by drinking just regular water, you're not getting it. So the electrolytes are infused with inulin to uh, make sure your digestive system can really absorb it properly. 
and also to add that prebiotic properties to it. So those are the two supplements that I love and I carry on my website. Okay, so you've got your supplements that are for digestive and gut health. You've got your halva that kind of gives those who have a sweet tooth something. (laughs) And then you also have your tahini, which comes in in savory and sweet flavors. You've got quite a variety there going on on your website. And I'm just wondering, what is next for you? Is there anything in the works or any projects that you can tell us about? I can tell you that I am always, I love creating the new flavors. So that's constantly something I'm working on. And for new products, I would only create something that I feel the need for. And if it's something that I would use every single day, you know, that's the goal to create something that you feel that the necessity around it, you know, that the need for it. I wouldn't do any project or any product just to do something, if it makes sense. But, you know, I'm always open-minded. I'm very creative. I, I love, you know, creating. It gives me such a joy. So who knows, you know, during quarantine, I had a little bit more time on my hands and I came up with activewear. I had two collections. It was limited edition. Um, I love working out. So it was such a dream for me to come up with a workout outfit that really works, that it's comfortable, that it looks good. So that was one of a project that I, I did and I had so much fun and I would never guess that I would come up with that. And so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you are I, full surprises. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sally Shimko, uh, known on the streets as the tahini goddess. Thank you so much for coming on the NutriCast today. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. (laughs) If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutriCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutriIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.